smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana i am an assistant editor at mint i keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets the year 2021 is expected to be a better one for stock markets with likely strong recovery in both economy and earnings compared to a covid hit 2020 markets have not only recovered from over 20% slump in march last year but also hit record highs multiple times in 2020 Both the BSE Sensex and Nifty gained 15 to 16% in the year, best yearly performance of the Indian markets since 2017 when benchmark indices surged 28%. So what will be the big trends to watch out for stock markets in 2021? To discuss that, I'm in conversation with Vineet Samre, head of equities at DSP Investment Managers. Hi Vineet, wish you a happy new year. Welcome to the show. Hi Nasreen uh, thank you for having me on the show wish you all a very happy new year too So uh Vineet as we are beginning the year on a very good note for the stock markets I want to understand from you what are the big key themes that you would be watching out for stock markets in 2021 Yeah I think a uh, lot of things have changed in terms of the last year which is 2020 uh, we saw uh you know many cycles actually playing in a very short span of time uh we saw depression recession uh then recovery uh and uh, i think it was uh, something which no one ever experienced uh, the worst ever pandemic in 100 odd years so i would say it has taught us many things uh, it has uh, led into uh, changing lot of the behaviors uh, the patterns the style uh, i think lot of that has changed so while we try to look at some of these uh, broader changes and try to see how uh, does that really have any bearing on the sector our uh, thesis is that uh, there are few things which uh, looks like uh, are uh, going to be uh, let's say having a greater impact in 2021 uh, some of the things uh, i would uh, you know say that one is the big trend which we are watching is the uh demand uh, in the technology space uh, we see that uh, globally most of the corporates wants uh, to now come up the technology curve they want to be uh, uh, you know looking at the digitization the cloud migration they basically want to uh, embrace the new technology and try to be available to the consumers as consumers have shifted their preference uh, to buying uh, products and services online so we see this as a big trend which uh, will have a positive uh, impact on the indian it sector as such uh, so that's uh, one segment which uh, we are uh, pretty uh, positive about and we see that uh, this demand momentum uh, would likely sustain uh, for the next few years and hence uh, the outlook for the it sector looks good uh, that's number one uh number 2 uh, i would say that uh, the whole uh, awareness about health and hygiene and healthcare itself is uh, has uh, caught up uh, momentum in a way uh, 
people want to uh, clearly focus the i think to start off it will be the vaccination drive which is going to be uh, uh I, i think the most important factor in the uh, in the next year uh, in the current year which is 2021 and uh, along uh, along the side i would say that uh, uh, you know due to the restrictions or lockdowns uh, many patients or many people have not gone ahead uh, in terms of uh, their uh, let's say operative procedures or uh, uh, you know their healthcare related needs so i would say that those uh, would seem like uh, coming back uh, in the current year uh, and along uh, with the uh, the opportunity which is there in terms of the vaccination uh, drive itself be it in terms of manufacturing be it in terms of distribution be it in terms of uh, the other related areas i would say the healthcare sector overall uh, is uh, looking like uh, you know providing a decent Uh, outlook for the current year uh, and probably uh, two three years ahead and uh, clearly we have come out of a very slow uh, uh, you know growth phase for the healthcare sector and we see some of that reversal taking place over the next two to three years uh, both in the domestic market as well as the international market so i think clearly uh, that's uh, one area to focus on uh, the third uh, uh, you know uh, the third segment where i think which remains very critical and relevant uh, for the economy is concerned is the uh, the banking sector uh, we all know that uh, you know the banking sector is a proxy uh, to the economic growth and as uh, we have watched sectors recovering towards the end of the last year uh, we have we are yet to see the credit growth uh, picking up uh, in the banking sector so i think that's uh, something which uh, we would like to watch you know the other uh, uh, bigger uh, trend would be the whole consumption spend you know we have seen because of uh, the lockdowns uh, the there has been a shift in the consumer uh, pattern today in terms of what they are where they are actually spending you know but stock markets uh, as we speak uh, has been on a roller coaster ride uh, from march the way the stock market had crashed in march from then till uh, till december it had almost recovered 80% uh, and uh, even as we began the year uh, stock markets have been hitting new highs uh, on mondays uh, sensex hit 48000 how far do you think uh, is 50000 for the sensex now uh so i think clearly uh, you know one of the other uh, trends which uh, we sort of saw last year was clearly uh, the uh, you know low correlation between what was happening in the economy and how the markets were behaving and uh, i i think given that backdrop uh, it is very difficult to make these predictions because uh, i think clearly we are in a very very uncertain and volatile environment mm-hmm. uh you know any uh, any trend uh, be it liquidity or inflation or interest rate can have can set the uh, you know the, the reversal tone as well very quickly if i have to interrupt here and ask you do you see more legs to the rallies and the stock markets now that uh, we have not only seen uh, seen a bull market even though we are in a recessionary period technically but uh, even then uh, there it's a, it's a bull market do you see more legs to the rally or you think that uh, there could be some uh, risk involved 
uh, with the liquidity because this is clearly a liquidity driven market. It's the FIs which are driving the market. DIs are almost in the back foot. They are they were net sellers in 2020 and uh, 2020 we've uh, 2021 we've just begun. But do you think there could be some risk or do you think the the rally has more legs? So let me put it this way uh, that uh, we have seen a good amount of rally and the stock prices are clearly factoring in a lot of the uh, earnings upside which uh, probably we'll see over the next uh, one one and a half year so uh, you know to that extent i would like to uh, sort of extend my word of caution around the valuations and investors need to be very careful about uh, at you know what price points are investor trying to uh, take an entry into these stocks so you know having said that uh, when you ask me are there legs uh, to the rally further uh, so, mm. like you said, if the markets have run up uh, on the back of strong liquidity, low interest rate, I think those, uh, I don't see them uh, getting pulled out uh, mm. so early, uh, you know, uh, beginning uh, of this year, when uh, most of the central bankers are very much focused around being accommodative in terms of their policy stance, uh, pushing mm. for growth. So, I think all of these factors will mean that uh, some of these trends uh, would continue. Uh, but at the same time, uh, what I was trying to mention uh, in my uh, in the uh, first part of this question around the valuations, I think one clearly needs to be uh, cautious about the valuations. Uh, there is a risk yeah. of uh, interest, you know, as growth picks up, uh, inflationary trends starts to pick up and uh, interest rates uh, will have to move up. I think those can then uh, lead uh, into a sort of a negative macro, uh, you know, outcomes, and that can have some bearing on the market. So I would say that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the macro factors today are supportive, but uh, one has to be cautious around evaluations and uh, uh, tread cautiously. Right. Uh, but uh, as we started uh, FY21, uh, the first quarter, is, as far as the earnings go, went, uh, it was uh, very disappointing. Second quarter was a surprise uh, for a lot of analysts and for the markets also. And it was better than expected. What about the third quarter? You think it, there would be more surprises or you think it will be a continuation of the growth that we saw in the second quarter? And uh, would and and if uh, if a better quarter in third in December quarter would also kind of justify the valuations that we are at currently. Yeah, so I think clearly, uh, uh, you know, when we hear the corporates and uh, the confidence uh, with which the uh, most of the segments have sort of recovered back, uh, right. it seems so that the third quarter will be continuity of uh, the growth metrics which we uh, saw. Uh, take, taking place in second quarter. Uh, there is uh, uh, one uh, element of uh, the uh, cost benefits which uh, most of the companies did see uh, in the first half because there was less of traveling, there was uh, you know less of uh, the employee movement and a lot of the other cost savings took place which I think gradually will have to sort of come yeah. back up and that will have uh, its own bearing on the profitability. But I would say uh, in terms of the continuity of the growth trends, I don't see uh, those uh, getting uh, Im impacted uh, right now. The third quarter would, uh, in that way, uh, looks to be a decent quarter from the growth perspective. Right. So in the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned that uh, banking is one sector that you would be looking forward to and one, one key sector that you'll be watching out in 2021. 
Uh, now, for banking, of course, it has been a difficult ride and, and not as much as the other peers in the auto or in the other consumer-focused sectors. For banking, it has been uh, first the moratorium, then lifting of the moratorium for, uh, for the borrowers. And... Um, and then uh, RBI in its uh, trend in progress report said that probably the asset quality would probably further deteriorate uh, when the uh, low interest rate scenario is gone. And we are also waiting for the FSR uh, to be uh, released. Uh, do you see uh, banking, uh, both private and uh, PSU banks uh, in, FI- in 2021 to have a better, uh, I'm talking about the stocks. So do you see the stocks seeing a good momentum in, F- in 2021 or you see them lagging their peers as we saw in 2020? Okay, so I think this is very important uh, question and uh, I think this is uh, uh, going to be a sector which is uh, going to be very keenly watched for more data points because uh, now in terms of the expectations, uh, uh, so uh, so before I speak about, uh, you know, the expectations on the stock, let me try to bifurcate the banking sector into two uh, segments. One where, uh, let's say, some of the private sector and efficient banks they have uh, pulled up quite well. Uh, they are very well placed in terms of the liquidity, in terms of the provisions, in terms of what they have guided uh, as far as the credit cost is concerned, uh, right. uh, you know, considering the pandemic effect and all of that. And then there is one category of banks and NBFCs which are still a uh, bit uh, in a, a difficult phase. They are struggling. Uh, liquidity is a challenge. Uh, their uh, probably credit cost will be slightly higher given uh, the categories which they cater to. Uh, so I would say, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, now looking at the more the first bucket, which is a slightly better bucket. And there I would say that, uh, you know, the data points to watch are uh, there is certain amount of uh, expectations built around the credit cost, which the banks have guided. And clearly the uh, December quarter and the March quarter is going to see higher amount of uh, slippages which are likely to take place. Uh, coming out from the moratorium uh, and the benefits which these banks have seen. Uh, And uh, there is also a case where uh, some of these banks have made adequate provisions. Right. Uh, if I want to, uh, you know, get back to the liquidity question that I had asked you, uh, you know, FI is happening, of course, uh, pumping a lot of money into stock markets all over the world and not only India. But DIs in India are at the back foot. If you look at the uh, at the mutual fund numbers, uh, there's a huge redemption pressure. And not only for one month, it has been continuous for at least five to six months. And uh, the DI were the net sellers of around 30,000 crore in 2020 what according to you are uh, are the key reasons why dias are so cautious about indian markets at the at the moment uh, of course some people say that it is profit booking but profit booking for so long or was it or is there something that we are not able to see through at the moment yeah and so nasrin i think uh, at the outset let me sort of also compliment uh, the indian investors for having uh, behaved uh, yeah. uh, in a very in a disciplined manner when where uh, you know we saw a lot of buying taking place when we hit the lows and now right. uh, as you said that uh, some of them may be profit booking uh, and uh, the other fact uh, also uh, needs to uh, be kept in mind is uh, that uh, there is uh, definitely a move towards uh, uh, investment directly into equities as uh, equities are moving up and investors uh, are looking to capture those opportunities directly rather than going through the funds and which is where... So you mean the retail investor investment retail segment? Retail investor segment. So I think which is where 
we are seeing certain amount of that pressure uh, sort of uh, being built as far as the redemptions are concerned so i would say uh, in a way uh, uh, you know that uh, the this is a good behavior coming out from the investors some investors may be needing cash because of the pandemic effect the businesses might not be in a great shape uh, so mm-hmm. while they are taking money out uh, at the uh, high point it is still okay Uh, and my sense is that as uh, the visibility of uh, the uh, you know outlook on the economy improves as uh, you know the people see more legs to uh, the growth uh, i think the money definitely will come back we are uh, you know under penetrated as far as the uh, the whole equity uh, uh, as a mix is concerned and yeah. equity as an asset class if one consider the uh, you know from the risk return perspective i think it is uh, one of the better asset classes versus the others so i think in the long run we don't see any challenge uh, these uh, these cycles uh, from investors are also welcome and typically we would like to say that uh, the uh, uh, you know counter cyclical uh, behavior is much better than the pro cyclical behavior which is being displayed by the investors so it, it is fine we are not uh, as much worried in the long run for the uh, mutual fund as a category Right. So one last question we need before I let you go is, uh, what about the mid and small cap se- segment in 2021? 2022 has been a great year for both the segments. Uh, and uh, unlike 2017, of course, both in, both mid and small caps could not perform like 20% uh, that the, the kind of rally we saw in 17. But 18 and 19 were quite uh, rough for both. mid and small cap segment but 2020 they were better than the sensex and nifty do you see a, a similar performance for both mid and small caps uh, uh, stocks in 2021 or you see there they could be some hiccups uh so you know my uh, the uh, at a very uh, you know high level my thoughts would be that uh, the caution uh, around the valuations is something which investors need to always keep in mind uh when it comes to uh, equities be it large cap mid cap small cap uh, we right. have seen a good amount of recovery happening even in the mid caps and small caps there is some uh, element of room left as far as uh, some sectors within the small caps are concerned so i would say uh, that uh, to that extent probably uh, the small caps may sort of uh, relatively do slightly better but uh, i think i would like to raise my caution on the valuations and investors need to be alert on that uh, and i have always uh, sort of maintained uh, this stance that uh, the investments in the small and mid cap uh, cannot be undertaken with a one year time frame in mind uh, right. these companies they take slightly longer time to mature grow and you know deliver returns and that's what we have seen in our portfolios mm-hmm. um, so i would say that uh, investments in small and mid caps definitely makes a lot of sense uh, given uh, the growth prospects these companies have Uh, but only caveat is that investors need to uh, uh, you know have minimum 4 to 5 years time horizon in mind which is where uh, we see decent outcomes from those investments so it's a long term bet for both mid and small uh, cap sure. stocks right definitely so with that thought uh, thanks a lot vinit for those insights and perspectives for the stock markets in 2021 wish you a happy new year once again and thanks for giving your time Thank you Nasreen thank you very much for having me on the show it was pleasure being here and thank you everyone uh, and happy new year to all thank you for feedback you can write to me at nasreen.s@lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at nasreen story you can also reach out to us at htsmartcast 
we are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.